What's up, awesome human? Welcome to the Free Thy Soul podcast. I'm your host, Sasha Soul, and I am here to help you hack your health, own your freedom, and expand your consciousness through mindset, spirituality, and by tuning in to nature's intelligence. This show is for you. It's for the dreamer, the adventurer, the truth seeker. It's for the person who is ready for transformation, but maybe you just don't know where to start yet. So if you're ready to make shift happen and to self-source your personal freedom, you're definitely in the right spot. So let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode one. I am so excited that you're here today because we are diving into a really juicy topic. We're going to be talking all about internal environment, the power of our belief systems, and all about self-healing. What, what? We're talking about all of this just to answer one very, very important question. Can we use mindset to heal ourselves? Now, I did not want to be too dramatic on my very first episode, but... I am really excited to share this story with you because this is the exact question that completely changed my life, so let's dive into it. But before we do, I do want to do a quick disclaimer. I am not a teacher, not a guru or a professional, nor will I pretend that I have all of the answers or have it all figured out. I'm just a regular human. I'm just obsessed with personal development, healing, and personal freedom. I believe that we have all endured our own sets of challenges in this life, and I think, honestly, that we're designed to share these experiences and stories with one another so we can help each other, I don't know, like grow or connect or help each other move through it. I don't know. We're here for a reason to be able to connect through these stories. Honestly, I'm just here to share my own experience and bring other people on to share their experience, their expertise. I'm definitely not one that is here to tell you what to do or how to do it. I'm just honestly, I'm hoping to empower you to tune into your own body so you can self-source your own personal freedom. I know you are here for freedom, so let's dive into the story so we can figure out how you might be able to use your physiology as the compass to your personal freedom. All right, so let's do a little backstory. Freedom for me has not always been available throughout my whole entire life here on earth. Most of my life I have honestly felt as though I was a victim to my circumstances. I was just trapped in so many different situations throughout my life. Now looking back, freedom has definitely been something that I was always running towards or something that I was trying to create in my external environment. However, it was not until recently that I have experienced what true freedom feels like. And as of a recent, I don't know, awakening to this freedom within me, I started to realize that true freedom needs to be sourced from within. Like freedom ripples from the inside out. I think I discovered this wisdom from just my own healing injury or my healing journey of an injury. I started to take responsibility for my own freedom when I joined the military right as I got out of high school. I know, so strange. I'm like, yeah, I'm taking responsibility of my own freedom. Let's give away all my freedom to the military. Anyways, I intended to do the whole 20 years with the hopes of being completely free By my 40s, I'd be cruising on my retirement, just living the best life, sipping coconuts on the beach. You know the deal. I ended up falling in love with 
being in the military with my job, with the people, with absolutely everything. I ended up being a very high performer. I comp- I competed with the top runners in my in all of the units that I was in. I always wanted to excel in absolutely everything that I did. Physically, I I definitely pushed myself way too hard. I did not listen to my body like at all. Not a single thing that my body was trying to communicate to me. Like I did not listen to a single thing. Uh, I let my my mind and my my competitive nature run my entire body to the literal ground. I looked at my body as a tool. It was this workhorse that I could train to do anything that I wanted. So that was really, really good. It got me some really cool opportunities, got me a few a few shiny coins. One of the coins had like a little beer bottle opener on it. Super cool. Got me some badges, but uh, yeah, it was cool until I got injured. <laughs> Looking back, I probably got injured due to not listening to my body in the first place. So my first injury was a knee injury. I ignored the pain for like six months. Like I said, I was a super high performer, very competitive, and I just wanted to be the best of the best. <laughs> so for about six months, I did not listen to my knee injury. I just kept pushing through the pain and just pretending it was not there and just like, I don't know. I I was kind of a hard ass and I didn't allow myself to give into the belief system that I was hurt <laughs> cuz I wanted to do so much in the military. I was like, no, we're we're, we're not hurt. We're just going to keep pushing through. This pain is just going to go away. It never went away. It actually got so bad that it started to hurt even just to stretch. I was limping around on all of my runs. And there was this one run, I think it was a, our physical training test that we did. And I just remember, so I lived in the barracks on the second floor, and I just remember wobbling out of my car. I was just on the verge of tears, but I still had to walk all the way to my room, which was on the second floor. And I was like, all right, Sasha, just pull it together. The moment we get get upstairs, we're going to get in the shower. We're going to scream. We're going to cry, but just act tough now. (laughs) So right when I got to the bottom of the stairs, I had to put both of my hands on the handrails and I hopped my way all the way up to the second floor with my arms and one leg. Yeah. So that was the point when I was like, okay, I guess I'll go get this checked out, get seen for it. Somebody will look at it. They'll tell me I'm fine and give me some ibuprofen. I'll be Gucci. That's what I thought. However, I went in, got seen for it. Yes, I got my ibuprofen. Anybody in the military knows that your first visit, you will always get ibuprofen. (laughs) That is always the first step of healing, okay? Get that ibuprofen. I'm just kidding. I, I don't condone that now, but I did then. Anyways, <laughs> after I got seen, I went another six months of just loading up an ibuprofen before my physical training in the morning, and I just wore a knee brace. I did lighter workouts. My schedule for six months was wake up, take like a really high dose of ibuprofen, work out, hop to my room, work that day and just repeat for six months. So I still fought this injury so much and I I really wanted to pretend it was not there. I think the ibuprofen helped me mask the pain a lot. 
Um, but at the end of the night, I still knew something was was up and I just kept going through this vicious cycle. And then I started seeing a physical therapist and that helped a lot. But I think my ego got in the way. And every time that I went to physical therapy, I would see people in casts and straight out of surgery. So then I was just like, oh, no, I'm not that injured. And I would get back into regular training, even though my knee was definitely not ready for it. And I just kept cycling in and out of the office because I kept telling them I was fine. But then when I got into regular training again, I was definitely not fine. So I was just fighting the whole recovery healing process so much. Every time that I I felt like I could work out again, I just pushed my body so hard back to, you know, what I thought I should be operating at. And I just kept getting injured over and over. This knee injury was about lasted about a year and a half of me just pushing myself, of fighting the fact that I was hurt, and just cycling in and out of the the healing phase and the pushing back to the the level that I thought I needed to be at. A year and a half of me pushing myself at this, and a year and a half of me limping through this knee injury, it actually caused another injury. It was a lower back issue. This lower back issue, the moment that I started to feel true pain in it, like it was wild. I This was a pain that I could not ignore. Like it immediately brought tears to my eyes the moment it was triggered and it completely put me out of a commission. Like this pain, like I would, I would move wrong or I would just do a regular something, like even stretching. It would shoot a pain straight from my lower back all the way down my leg. Like it was gnarly. I was not happy. This pain was so bad that it, it was the biggest factor of me not re-enlisting into the service again because this pain, like I didn't even know what to do. And I was like, I, I, I can't even fake it not hurting. Like it hurts this bad that it completely puts me out of commission. Long story short, I did not make it to the 20 years. I only made it for my first term in the military. Ended up getting out and I moved to Colorado because I wanted to be back in the mountains. So growing up, I actually grew up in the mountains in California. That was where I would always spend my time in nature, hiking, exploring. So getting out of the military, I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. Just being reintegrated into nature, not forced being into nature by like actually rebuilding my relationship with nature and hiking and exploring the mountains with my dogs and snowboarding. I was so stoked to move to Colorado. However, since I did not take care of any of my injuries, they kind of ended up following me to Colorado. Just super crazy because I was like, hey, I'm going to be back into nature. I'm not going to be pushing my body anymore. My injuries are just going to magically heal. Yeah, that didn't happen. I was in Colorado and at the time I was working for the Veterans Benefits Administration. Super cool job. Um, I was sitting at a cubicle processing other veterans disability claims all day, every day. This was actually an interesting time in my life because speaking on the, the mindset perspective of it, I, I was constantly just like my mindset was around the concept of our bodies are failing us. We all have injuries. We're all disabled. My mind was just constantly consumed by pain, by my own pain by my veterans pain, by all of my co-workers pain. So from the moment that I woke up with my own pain in my body, I went to work and I processed, I processed other veterans claims about their pain all day at work and then going home to my own pain again. <laughs> Even 
even in my sleep, honestly, at the time, my back hurt so much that even in my my sleep, I experienced so much discomfort and pain in my back that that's just my entire life was just pain, pain, pain everywhere. So my mind was just nonstop processing physical pain and trauma. And this is where my I, I think that I truly believed that our bodies were just vulnerable. They were weak. Uh, they're not able to support us in what we actually want to do because that's all I saw in my reality from waking to sleeping. So (laughs) it's just interesting because I moved to Colorado to enjoy nature, but my pain got so bad here that I I could not even enjoy a walk with my dogs without excruciating pain afterwards. This is where I started sinking into a pretty deep depression, to be honest. I, I started self-medicating with alcohol. I was, I was really giving into my victim mentality, and I started to completely lose hope of, of me ever recovering. So I just wanted to note this experience because... Now, the way that I look at our bodies in general is that I see our bodies as the the interface between our external reality and our internal reality. So it's just we have an internal world and we have an external world. And that really, our our perception of our external world really depends on the quality of our body. Because that's how, like, we are the the in-between. We are the middle between what goes inside and what goes outside. Like we are the interface, the filter. Um, So the state of our mind, our body, our spirit, it really determines our perception of what is happening outside of us. So with all that being said, um, with this this snippet of my, my history that I'm sharing with you guys, I think that what happened is that since I felt so helpless and trapped in my body, and believing that it did not work, that my interface was was broken. Therefore, I perceived that everything outside of me just sucked. I just look at this as so fascinating because looking back now, I was living in my dream location. I had the coolest roommates who moved at the same time and we were able to afford a pretty rad place right in Denver. I had the coolest dogs. I had a really high paying career that I did not have to go to college for. I was really, really living a dream life. It's it's interesting that I still felt so I was living my dream life, but I think since I was so trapped in my own pain and in my own and in my own victim mentality, I wasn't able to see how free I I already was. Up to that point in my life, I really was living the best, freest, most abundant like life that I had ever had, but I was also the saddest that I had ever been. Cool to reflect back on that piece of of my own story. So back to the story. <laughs> I was really numb to the world at this point and I was just binge watching shows, consuming all of the social media that I could uh, from the time that I woke up through my work, after work, all day every day. And this was a blessing in disguise because yes, I was vicariously living through other people's joy and fun and living through, I don't know, their lives on social media, but I discovered a family member that just kept popping up in my Facebook feed. To be honest, she was a little bit triggering to me because she always appeared to have a perfect life. 
I, I kind of dove into that curiosity or that trigger, and I, I started to ask myself if it was possible for me to be that happy or to, to be that free. Later on, as I started stalking her, of course, <laughs> I started joining some of her free masterclasses and things like that, and I learned that she was a life coach. Finally reached out to her, and like, to be honest, to be really, really honest with you guys, like, I did not have have much of a will to live at this point in my life, but I felt like it was kind of worth a try. Why not? If it is possible, like, why not? I'm making money anyway, so let's hire a life coach. Yeah, I did outsource my freedom. I was kind of putting that responsibility onto my coach, just kind of hey, I'm going to pay you to make me feel more free. Good luck. But little did I know at the time, or little did I understand how life coaches actually work. <laughs> and that's definitely not how they, how they work. So this is a time where I started to dive into personal development, into mindset, into energy, consciousness, the power of my own belief system. And this is where I learned that our beliefs literally send a signal to our entire immune system and a belief can signal to our body to be in a flight or fight mode or a belief can signal to our body to be in a restore or repair mode. Honestly, it was kind of mind-blowing to understand that our, our thoughts are more than just these, you know, random words floating around in our head. I've never really put much, much thought into my thoughts before that. <laughs> Learning that every single cell within our body is listening to every conversation, every word, every thought, every belief that's floating in our head 24-7, like... I don't know. That just shifted my own relationship with myself and my thoughts and my body. And I also started learning about the like stored trauma and our patterns, habits. I started learning about regulating my regulating my own emotions and nervous system. This time in my life, like I I only worked for with her for three months, guys. It was just three months, but just this just opened up the Pandora's box of my own healing journey. And I did not even know it at this time. I was just like, cool, new information. Once I started reestablishing this relationship with all of the different internal parts of me, this is when I started to actually connect with my body and listen to its feedback for the first time. And just a super quick side note, in my podcasting course, there was a guest speaker and he taught me a new term and he, he says, we can heal out loud. I've never heard of the term heal out loud before and I didn't believe it at the time until I discovered this golden nugget of my story that as I was building this podcast, I discovered this piece of information and I was like, oh my gosh, I, I, healing out loud really is a thing. Anyways, back to the story. <laughs> I will never, ever, ever forget this time, this first time that I, I deeply connected with my own body. So I had a completely life-changing experience in the shower. Yes, yes, in the shower. 
haven't we all had one of those? <laughs> I still had my coach at that time, and I don't remember the assignment itself, but I do remember that I was showering and I was just being present with my own body. I was lovingly exfoliating myself, soaping up everything, and after the shower, I was lovingly putting on lotion, just really present and there for nurturing and loving and caring for my body. But the way that I put this lotion on was, I don't know, it was... A, it, it was in a way that really honored the vehicle that I got to do this life from, if that makes sense. Like, I I looked at my body, I was like, oh my gosh, how cool. Like, this is, this is the, the vessel that I get to experience life. How cool. Like, you've gotten me through so many cool experiences. And this was the moment that shifted everything for me. And it was such a simple moment, but it was so profound in my journey. And all I did was just lovingly care for my body in this moment. And the only thing that I did differently is instead of the usual rushing through it and the negative self-talk and the blame for betraying me or the blame on my body for holding me back and for ruining my experiences, the moment shifted because for the very first time I genuinely felt so grateful for all that my body has allowed me to experience in this life. My self-talked in this moment or my self-talk in this moment it was in gratitude. It was in compassion. It was, I don't know, it was in that moment that I also started to actually apologize to my body for all of the resentment, all of the blame, all of the agony. I really was sending my body so much love and I just loved on my body and forgave it, but also asked for forgiveness of all of the things that I have said and and thought about the body. This level of having compassion for my own body it just completely broke me into tears. Like this is the first time that I, I loved and accepted myself as I was, including the injuries. This is when I truly met myself where I was at instead of hiding from it or fighting it or blaming it or being resentful towards it. It was just a moment of acceptance and surrender to me, myself, and I. I think this is the first moment that I also felt like I was one with my body, whereas before, I think I always thought that my body was just kind of like, it was just kind of there. My head was what was running the whole entire show. In that moment that I was connecting with my body, I just kind of had this inner knowing that I, I needed to lay down. So I lay down on the floor and I started to move around and just stretch, do these different twists and things like that, put myself into other positions. I've honestly never been shown by any physical therapist or any like recovery video that I've watched or anything like that that like the positions that I was actually moving my body into it was a more self-led intuitive process that I put my body through I don't know I just kind of allowed myself to be there and be present with the pain as well so anytime that I would uh, twist my body in a certain way and right, I, I kind of edged the the pain in my lower back that would shoot down my lower leg. So I just kept twisting around my body and just putting it in different motions and just edged that pain, but I would not fully sit in it, if that makes sense. So prior to this moment, I've always logically understood my pain through, you know, seeing the x-rays and through reading all of the papers and through having, you know, doctors' uh, perspectives onto what was actually happening. I've never really dissected or gone 
gone into the pain myself from the inside, if that makes sense. Like I've always just uh, logically or rationally tried to understand this pain and just kind of took on the professional's opinions uh, as my own truth. As I was sitting here with my own pain and moving around, edging towards that pain that would shoot down my leg, I felt the biggest pop of my life. This was a world earth-shattering pop that went all the way up to my head. I felt it go all the way to the base of my, like, my head and then go all the way to my toes. It was a really, really scary moment, guys. I immediately just, like, I left my body. I, I, I did not want to know what that pop was. And I was just kind of sitting there. I was like, okay, I'm in my head. My mind just started going to the craziest of places, absolute worst case scenarios. Like, oh my God, am I okay? Does it hurt? Did I just paralyze myself for the rest of my life? Am I going to be a vegetable? Like, oh my gosh, what is happening? <laughs> like, it was just a switch for me just having this absolutely profound present experience being in my body to just that pop. I was like, switch straight back into my head, out of my body, completely disconnected from what was actually happening in my body. After this little mini freak out and panic episode within my head, I was like, okay, we we gotta figure out what's going on here. After laying on the floor, just frozen and not knowing what to do, I was like, okay, we gotta, we gotta figure out how to get back into the body now. And prior to this moment, I never played or knew of or understood the concept of being in or out of my body. Now, in this very moment, I'm like, okay, I have to consciously figure out how to get back into my body now. And I've never, you know, done that on cue before. I was just laying there, started breathing into my body. I started to internally, I don't know if this makes sense, but like instead of looking with your eyeballs, I started looking internally with my feelings. So I started searching within to find that spot in my back again to feel what was actually happening. And I was able to just breathe through it and be able to take my my internal eye. I don't know if that's a thing, but <laughs> I started to just go lower and lower until I was able to find that spot again. When I found it I was like oh my gosh I I felt into that spot and it just felt I don't even know how to describe it it, it felt like sp- spaciousness. It felt like so much got released from that area that was, at that point, that was years now of experiencing that pain. But when I actually tuned back in to my body after that pop, all of that, it, it really did feel like that pop just released years worth of pain and trauma and inflammation. I could be very, I don't know, I could be painting this picture in a very artistic manner, but I really did feel like my, my pain was just dissolving and just like, I don't know, just flowing throughout my body and I was just leaving that exact spot so that way it can be filtered and cleared through somewhere else, just not in that spot. And it was in that moment that I actually knew, I knew that I knew that I knew that it was possible for me to work with my body to heal it. So instead of being paralyzed like my mind had thought in that moment of that pop, I completely healed myself. The end. (laughs) Just kidding, guys. I would absolutely love to tell you that I was 100% healed in that moment, but that would not be the truth. However, it was a very important moment because this is where... 
this was my anchoring point that gave me a glimpse of of hope and it showed me that healing the pain within my own body was possible for me and it was a moment that really shifted my belief system around the injury in the first place like I still had to continue showing up for myself from that moment I still needed to show up for my body and monitor my own mental chatter on a day-to-day basis and I needed to keep up the momentum of the story in my in my mental chatter of I am here Healing. I am healing. You know, I still needed to show up for that. And I I had to keep gathering the evidence to support this new belief system that I am capable of healing. And I needed that belief to be so strong that I no longer questioned whether it was possible for me to heal or not. From this, this shift in my, my belief system, I started to become more aware of the incongruent thoughts throughout my day. And the incongruent thoughts, they're just thoughts that are coming through that are not supporting that new belief system. So when I noticed old thoughts that stated that I was disabled, that I was crippled, that I was injured, that I was in pain, I had to start just changing the language to things like, I am healing, I am working through this, I am getting better, I am whatever the opposite is of whatever the old pattern or old mental chatter that would pop up. And in order to believe the statements of I am healing, I am working through this, I needed to just keep building onto the evidence of other people healing themselves. So that way I I truly, truly believed it through other people's experiences. To continue on this healing journey, I, I honestly did have to show up as the version of myself that was actually healing from the injury. And as I started to show up as that version of myself that was actively healing, I naturally started coming across information and resources and studies and support that all of the evidence, all of the the shifts in the beliefs and all of the external um, resources that were able to support that version of myself that kept saying, I am healing. Like, it was really cool to see in my external reality, like, nothing really changed in my environment. However, I was able to now see all of the support around me to, to help me with my new belief system of I am healing. So I started learning about inflammation. I started learning about water, holistic health, mindfulness, yoga. Honestly, now that I say this out loud, I'm just like, what? What? The moment I changed my belief system around my injury, my entire environment changed to support that new belief system. I started seeing all of these these systems, people, tools, everything around me truly supported me and the belief that I was healing. Oh, this was also the time where I came across Dr. Joe Dispenza. Oh my gosh, if you have not heard of Dr. Joe Dispenza, go look him up. He will just rock your world. (laughs) So there was a a really powerful story that he shared, and it was uh, his story about his spinal injury from a cycling accident, and he was hospitalized, completely paralyzed. Instead of uh, being a normal person and going through surgery for the spinal injury, he was like, "Mm, I'm just going to imagine... (laughs) I'm going to use my imagination to completely reconstruct my spine. What? 
I don't know. You have to hear his story coming straight from him because it's far more powerful than I can regurgitate. But long story short, he was able to reconstruct his spine and heal himself by using his mind. What? <laughs> it's just so mind-blowing by it still. He was, I'm pretty sure he healed himself within like six months. He was just back in training on, you know, doing cycling. It's just such a powerful story. And at the time when I heard it, when I was gathering my evidence for my own belief system, I was like, what? If he can do that from being completely paralyzed, like I can heal this pretty minor issue, right? <laughs> he had this really powerful quote and it's, and he said, the power that made the body can heal the body. I, I loved this quote so much and I actually borrowed this quote to replace any of the, the negative old thought patterns that I was talking to you about earlier. Anytime I noticed any of my, my resentful, negative, hurtful things that I was saying towards my body again, I would just on repeat just say the power that made the body can heal the, the body and that was just my, my own internal mantra that helped me through so much and it just changed the mental chatter. It literally rewired the chatter that was that was the old chatter that my brain was used to. <laughs> Dr. Joe Dispenza is also the one who talks about the the placebo effect and the nocebo effect. So at the time I did not know about the nocebo effect. I think most people they understand the placebo effect effect due to you know placebo pills and things like that. At the time when I researched, I think through PubMed, and I was learning about the nocebo effect. That's when I started to understand how diseases, they actually progressed and they got stronger in the case studies just by the thoughts alone. So that's the nocebo effect of our negative thoughts that actually, uh, they actually progress and they grow diseases to be bigger, just the thoughts alone. So learning about those, the nocebo effect in those studies, it really helped me understand how my thoughts perpetuated my own back pain. My mindset at the time, I was like, okay, if the nocebo effect is this powerful, then honestly, I don't care if it's just the placebo effect that was going to heal my back. It, whether it's the nocebo effect or actually, or the placebo effect, sorry, or the my back is actually healed, I don't really care what what heals it. I just knew in that moment that I was going to heal. Looking into the science, it just really helped me solidify my own belief. It just finally got my my belief to such a point where I it was unshakable. I no longer teeter tottered back and forth between healing and being injured. Like it just solidified. I was like, okay, I'm clear. I know that I know that I know that I am going to heal. There's more to science, and I believe that science does not answer all of the questions. However, it does help us solidify and into things like changing our belief systems. So science is pretty awesome. <laughs> I mean, even the best science of today, it states that every organ in the human body has the ability to heal itself. Obviously, it needs to be given the, the right environment. The science just, like, when we look at anatomy and physiology and things like that, we're just full of all of these self-healing systems that are there to literally repair and restore the function of the body. We're, like, the only thing we're really responsible for is for creating the environment for those systems to do their own job. Let's talk about the basics of what actually contributes to our environment. So whether that environment be mental, physical, or spiritual, like we gotta look at what is building that environment. So the basics would be things like what we're consuming. So food, 
water, our thoughts, the media we consume, the books, the social environments. We got to ask ourselves the questions of like, hey, how's our movement? How's our sleep? Like that is literally our responsibility as far as looking after our environment. And we all know what the optimum environment is for us. We all know the right or the wrong things to consume. But I think that we just get so overwhelmed by the complexity and all of the noise and these systems and programs and brr, 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 brr about health and wellness. But when we really look at the basics and we take, like, we simplify it, we're like, okay, cool. All I got to do is look after the environment and let my body do the rest. I think that our relationship changes a little bit and the power dynamic also changes. Personally, I feel like there is there's so much freedom just in knowing that I have all of these self-healing systems that are naturally working within my body. Like, honestly, how freaking cool and liberating that is as opposed to the previous victim mindset that I shared with you guys because being uh, or feeling like I was the victim to my circumstances, to my injuries, to my body, to my stories, like, that was so disempowering. I don't know about you, but I feel empowered and free to know that I'm just responsible for the environment and my body will do the rest. I feel like this knowledge really helps us understand what is going on. It helps us understand how to listen to our body or the importance of listening to all of these different systems because these systems are always giving us real-time feedback on what is going on in our physiology. If we actually listen to our bodies when they're whispering, we have time to adjust our environment. We have time to do what is necessary to support whatever that system is needing at the time. And we have time to pivot our stress levels, our diet, our mindset, our movement to be able to support it, restore and repair itself. But if we wait and we don't listen to our bodies and we wait until they're screaming at us, it can be a pretty long road of just treating symptoms and just repeating all of this pain. And I don't know, like eventually these these systems that are initially having these problems, they keep spreading to different systems because now you have an imbalance in this super intricate system of systems. <laughs> and we just have such a long journey of healing. Like, Let's not wait until our body is screaming at us for us to do something about it. Anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox on that one. Let's listen to our bodies when they're whispering. All right, on to the next. Let's talk about our environment. One of the biggest environments that I think none of us are strangers to is stress. Most of us probably know what chronic stress feels like. It's not a good time. So let's talk about it. There are three basic stresses, right? We have the physical stress, we have chemical stress, and we have emotional stress. All of these different layers of environments. And for this one, I just want to talk about our state of being. So let's say that this environment is in stress, it's in fear, it's in resistance, maybe some victimhood, right? So this is kind of the, so our state of being, that's kind of like the stage that we set for the day. And when we set the stage, this is communicating out to the world, out to ourselves, this is what I want to experience. So when we're communicating this to our subconscious mind, 
we say this is a stage now go out and support the state of being so in this context most people would probably be like oh i do not want anything to be supporting the stage of stress resistance victimhood and all of this bad stuff right and you're like nope close the curtain exit stage left let's go on to another one all right so let's create another environment in this environment, we are relaxed, we are feeling empowered, we are accepting, we're surrendering, we trust our physiology, we listen to our body's natural intelligence. What? Now, that's a cool stage that we're setting for our day, right? So we are communi- communicating to our subconscious mind, hey, this is the stage, now go out and support this state of being. So like I said earlier, I am not here to tell you what to do or how to do it. You get to be the captain of your own ship. You get to choose your state of being. You get to choose the stage that you're setting for your day. And you get to communicate to your subconscious mind to go out there and support any of your states of being of your choosing. We will definitely get a maybe an expert but we'll definitely have a future podcast episode on the subconscious mind alone but this is such a powerful thing that most people do not know of yet um but for right now we'll talk about the subconscious mind just a little bit because this is what literally shapes our version of reality like we are operating from the subconscious mind 95 percent of the time like this is the this is like the processor in our mind (laughs) and most of this processor was built between the time we were born to the age of seven and within the subconscious mind is where our memory bank resides where our autopilot storage is where all of our sensory input is where our thoughts are generated from where habits reside like it's a pretty key place and this is also a very key place to make changes in because this is where our core beliefs about ourselves about life about how we interact with the world like this is where it all resides this is where we need to go into to create long lasting shift in our life this is important important piece of information because i did not just wake up one day and say oh, I don't have back pain and have it just like magically disappear. Like that is not what happened. I had to apply mindset work. I had to go into my core belief systems around my body's ability to heal itself. I had to reframe that belief system and to keep gathering evidence to support that belief system. And I had to keep choosing that new belief, which eventually helped me recognize all of these tools around me, all of these resources, and helped me see the support all around me so that way my subconscious mind like it it literally helped me see all of the supporting evidence that was already within me so it helped me shape my belief to be so strong and so powerful that there's literally no other possible reality for me to answer our very very important question of the day can we use mindset to heal ourselves honestly i don't know if we can heal ourselves without mindset. From personal experience, I see mindset as the framework of where we put our attention. Tony Robbins, he has this quote like that he's known for, where attention goes, energy flows. Changing our mindset is just, it's just a pivot 
in the focus that we have. So instead of focusing on being injured, living in chronic pain, we can shift our focus to healing, getting better, shift our focus to learning how our bodies are literally built to restore and repair itself. This change in focus is what helps us embody a different version of ourselves that is needed to support us in our own healing. Like this is where our environment naturally starts to change to support our physiology and doing what it does best. So since being on this personal journey of self-healing, mindset is my very first stop when I want to change or shift absolutely anything, whether that be physically, mentally, emotionally, or even spiritually. Like I go to mindset as my first place every single time. I think a a good example is this very podcast. I've been dreaming of this podcast for over two years now. Now, why didn't I start this podcast two years ago when I first dreamt about it, you ask? Oh, right. My belief systems around starting this podcast and sharing my voice with you right now, they paralyzed me so much so in fear that I literally could not take a single action forward and actually bring this to to life. I had to first unpack the beliefs around starting a podcast. I had to rewire the new belief that I had to rewire and put in new belief systems that actually supported me in starting a podcast instead of paralyzing me in complete fear. And I had to listen to my own body. I had to learn to regulate my own nervous system so I can feel safe and share my voice. I literally had to change my mindset around podcasting because that is what opened up new doors of opportunities and people and resources to support me in building this show. I, I could not do it without mindsets. So to be completely human, totally transparent with you guys, I don't know if this is the truth. However, this is my truth based on my belief systems. But I do not believe that we can heal ourselves without mindset. So to answer this question, I do believe that we can heal ourselves through mindset and I don't see any other way. What do you think? Do you think that we can heal ourselves through our mindset? I would really, I honestly, I know people say this in their podcast, but I am so genuine when I say, please reach out to me, send me a DM on Instagram. My handle is I am Sasha Soul. I will put the link in the description to be able to just click on there. Send me a DM, share your experience, share your thoughts on this podcast, share your personal healing experience. I genuinely would love to hear from you, especially since I have maybe like five listeners on here. I so freaking appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wrap for the Free Thy Soul podcast episode one. Yeah. Thank you for being here and I'll catch you in the next episode.